Welcome to the Successful Rental Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Silverman. Together, we will dive into and dissect the rental property and talk about the dirty work of real estate, property management. We are going to explore the nuts and bolts that turn a vacant property into a cash-flowing asset, creating long-term wealth. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So you followed my steps, my seven proven steps to selecting a quality tenant, and you now have an approved applicant you think is going to be a great tenant. Nothing's guaranteed in life, so they're not guaranteed to be a good tenant, but you're fairly confident because they met all your criteria and all's good. Or maybe you just used a magic eight ball and it came up and said approved. Who knows? Maybe you flipped a coin, but regardless, you have an approved applicant, so now what do you do? Simple. Send them the lease and then give them the keys, right? Nope. Not quite. So there's an actual process here as well, because believe it or not, once you have an approved applicant, you are going to have some people fall off. It doesn't happen often to my management company, but it does. And by having policies in place, we can minimize any potential downside to that risk when it does occur. So the way my company's process works is what I recommend you set up for your process as well. When a tenant is approved, they have 48 hours to sign the lease and also to provide security deposit as well. We do not sign the lease until they have submitted the security deposit, whether that's via check, money order, or online through their tenant portal. With you, you could be using you know an online service such as Cozy.co or some other online platform where they can submit that stuff electronically. But you do not sign that lease until you have the security deposit. Because once you sign that lease, it is a legal binding document between you and the tenant that you're going to have to hold up your end of the bargain. They're going to have to hold up their end of the bargain. And if they don't give you the security deposit, that doesn't give you a right to not give them the lease. Um, now, unless your lease is written up that way and you can do that um, in certain manners, but that goes down a rabbit hole that you're then going to have problems. So what we do is once a tenant is approved, I send them a cheesy email that says subject line, your new home keys await. And then you open it up and it says, congratulations. So, and so you've been approved for X, Y, Z street. We're so excited to be working with you. And then I go into the security deposits due in the next 48 hours. We're going to be sending you the lease in the next several hours. You have two days from receipt of that. You have 48 hours to complete it and return it to us. We use an electronic signature website. We use DocuSign. There's several others out there as well that you could potentially use. But if you only have one rental property, it might not make sense to do that electronically. Just send them a PDF of it via email that they can print off and then sign and they can either scan it and send it back to you, or you can meet in person and give them a physical copy and go over the lease with them and then have them sign it. You always want to make sure that they get a copy of the signed lease as well. Now, during that 48 hours, do not take down your advertising. Don't do it because what happens if they decline to sign the lease or they start dragging it out? That two days becomes seven days, becomes 10 days, becomes two weeks, three weeks. Now you're putting yourself behind the eight ball and you don't want to do that. So during that 48 hours, you keep your advertising up. Anyone who inquires, you just simply tell them, thank you for your interest. We have already approved an applicant, but the lease is not signed yet. 
If they do not sign the lease for some reason, we'll follow up with you and schedule a showing. Because you don't want to waste your time showing the house when you've already committed it to somebody else. And once that, now, do you have to give that 48-hour period and not do any other showings? I don't know. Check your state law. In my state, you don't have to. You can continue showing it and approve another tenant and then give them the lease option. But then that's being a bad human. It's bad for business. I just I don't do business that way. I give them that 48-hour window to do it. Then once that 48-hour window elapses, if we have another applicant, I make them an offer to rent the house. And then the other people who were dragging their feet and didn't do what they need to, I tell them, hey, 48-hour period has passed. We're making a leasing offer to somebody else as well. And now it comes down to whoever signs the lease and submits the carry deposit first. You had first rate of refusal, time period elapsed. And so now we're moving on. But you, the option there for you still to rent, but we're, we've given the option to somebody else as well now. And so that way you're not, you're not beholden to that tenant. Before my company had that policy, we had people drag out for seven days, which really sucked because it was that gray area of like, what do we do? We're in limbo. We don't know if we should be showing it. We don't know if we shouldn't. Are they going to sign the lease? Are they not going to sign the lease? So it was just bad for our company. It was bad for our clients. It's all this unknowns. And so that's why we put in the four, I put in the 48 hour requirement. Now we do kind of massage that sometimes when tenants are like, Hey, I've been traveling or XYZ happened. Can I get it to you tomorrow morning? Then we say, fine. Tomorrow morning's fine. It's past our 48 hours, but it has to be by then because we're opening it back up and then it's going to be whoever submits the stuff first. Um, so you kind of, so you got to balance that good person versus good business. I love being a good person, but at the same time, this is a business and you got to make smart business decisions. So you can't leave that open ended. Now, like I said, you need to have that security deposit submitted before you sign it. And then you also need in your lease somewhere saying that if that security deposit bounces, you reserve the right to void the lease. Um, because you don't want to drag it out. Now, we're, got, we're not going to get into all your lease provisions and what you should have in your lease. Um, we'll talk about that in a future episode, even though I'm not an attorney. We're just going to talk about some provisions that you should take to your attorney to put into your lease. But you need in your lease somewhere that if that security deposit check bounces or their online payments return for non-payment, that you reserve the right to avoid the lease. Um, we have that. Fortunately, we've not had to do it. We have had online payments reverse and we tell tenants you need to get a cashier's check to us pronto or we're going to avoid the lease and so far 100 percent of the time they've always bought a cashier's check you know some maybe they put in the account number wrong or something like that when they do the online payment and so we do work with people um to, to, to correct those problems when they when they occur now one way that you can alleviate that is to say cashier's checks only but from our management company that's not realistic and so we do allow online payments Usually, usually. And so, you know, I will get to that usually in a bit. So the other things that we require before we'll sign the lease, um, any additional fees or security deposits that we have associated with that lease. The only thing we don't require when we sign the lease is that first month rent. We do not require the first month rent until the keys are given. and so. If there's a pet and there's additional security deposit for that pet, um, if there is a pet fee, um, flat fee, we charge that up front. 
um, if there's additional security deposit in the form of last month's rent, maybe because their credit was low and we needed to overcome that, that's due when, before we sign the lease. So all of that stuff is due before we sign the lease. The reason why I don't require tenants submit the first month's rent is just because I don't want to put that all that financial burden right there in the front end. Because a lot of tenants sign leases a month, month and a half before they move. And so I try to spread that financial cost out if I can. And so when we, so all that's due when we sign, and we give the tenants a payment schedule in the lease that says, this is what is due now. And then this is what's due before we give you the, uh, the keys at move in. And so that way it's there, it's black and white, it's in writing, and we, we have them sign it. And so that way they acknowledge that's what's going to occur financially. And uh, always when they come to move in, they're like, what do I owe you? I thought I already paid that. No, you didn't. They don't read it, but you can go back to that and say, here's your move in payment schedule that we gave you. So I recommend including that as an addendum to your lease. Um, and so they submit that security deposit. You sign the lease. The next thing you do is you get the house ready for a rent. Now, if the house is currently occupied, you got nothing to do until your previous to your current tenant moves out. And then you do your tenant terms. Remember, you're going to do a move out assessment on your previous tenant. And then once you do all any necessary repairs that you have to do, then you do your move in assessment for your new tenant. And then you got to get that first month rent before you give them keys. Now, this is where it can get a little tricky. Not tricky, but it can, it can get sometimes get confusing. So remember that usually I told you if we are 10 days or less to the potential move in date, we require everything at once. So if today is the 20, 23rd and they're moving in on the first, we want everything due before we sign the lease security deposit, rent, the whole kit and caboodle. So that way, when we give them the keys, they owe zero. 10 days, it's just an arbitrary number that we fa I felt works well for my company. So anything beyond 10 days, we just do the security deposit, anything extra, and then rent when keys are given. If it's less than 10 days, it's all due at one time. Um, now, depending on the situation, we might make an exception. Odds are we probably won't. If it's been a difficult house to rent, then yes, we'll probably make the exception because, well, we got to get somebody in there. If it's been, you know, if we've got other people lined up ready to go, we're going to go on to that next tenant because they're probably their next applicant because they're going to be more financially viable. Because this comes down to a viability standpoint. They're moving in seven days, eight days. And if they don't have that kind of ca cash in their bank account, they're probably not going to have it in seven more days. And so it is a you know part of that screening process. And once you approve them, I'll also tell people before they apply, if we're less than it's all on our website, if it's X period, this is what's going to occur. If it's this time period, this is what occurs. And so that way it's all disclosed on the front end. And if when they go to apply and they say, Yeah, we want to move in seven days, I'll say, Okay, that's fine, but here's how that process works. And I tell them on the front end, this is all due then. So that's before they apply. So that way there's no surprises. I never want to surprise a tenant because it pisses them off. People don't like being surprised. And so you don't want to do that, especially when it comes to their money. So put it on the front end. Now, yes, yes, people are going to forget and they're going to be surprised, but there's nothing I can do about that. 
Alright, we'll be right back. This is about to die. I gotta go get a get something to charge. Alright, I'm back. For you, that was like two seconds. For me, that was more like a minute. I'm gonna edit that little section out. Alright. So so we put it up front because so no one wants to be surprised when it comes to their money. And then when they when, when they are, when they hem and haul, when I tell them that they got to submit it all now, I just say, hey, I told you that already. So we're sticking to that. Now, if it's five business days or less to the move-in, we require cashier's check only. Now, we'll do money order if it's more than one business day. But if it's same day, has to be cashier's check, no ends of what's about it. So, I mean, we've had times where tenant gives us money, we sign the lease, and we give them the keys. Because anything less than five days, we want to make sure that payment clears. And so, when tenants sign the lease, so let's just say it's a normal leasing period, and they've signed the lease 30 days in advance. We've got the security deposit on hand, so that's all good. So, all they owe us is the rent. And rent's $1,500. They're moving in on the first. So they owe us $1,500. That's what I tell tenants are, if you pay us five, six days or more business days, you can pay in your online tenant portal or via check at the office, mail it to us. But if you are five days or less, it has to be a cashier's check in person. We will not take any other form of payment five, less than five business days to move in. Because we don't want them to move in and have that check bounce. And then we have to go through the eviction process on day one. Now, I know that sounds like a little bit like, oh, who would do that? It happens. Pro professionally bad tenants game the system and they know that. And they just want to get into the property. And then you're going to give you excuses after excuse after excuse and drag that out. And you're starting off bad day one. And so... By requiring that the payment has cleared before you give them the keys, you are ensuring that one month is good and that you are setting yourself up for success and that you're not going to mess around when it comes to rent payments. Now, cashier's check are essentially cash. And so like the money has already come out of their account. And so I don't need any time for that to clear. Now, if you want to get down the rabbit hole of, well, they could do fraudulent stuff. Well, that's a whole other issue. They want to forge a cashier's check. I'm turning that over to the police and we're going to have, they're going to have to deal with the police on that. So I don't worry about that. And if it ever happens, I'll cross that bridge then. And so if we're signing, I mean, like I said, I've literally before tenant comes in on a Friday they hand me a, a cashier's check for security deposit and first month rent, and then I sign the lease, and then I give them keys. Like we've had, I've, I've done that before, and I stick to it because I want to make sure that before they get those keys, everything is cleared, no ands if or buts about it. I've had like prior to my property management days, I've had things like that happen. I've had tenants. I one time signed a lease with someone without requiring a security deposit. They never showed up to give the key, to get their keys. So we had a signed lease. I had no security deposit on file, but I had to. I legally had to evict them. I consulted with an attorney and said, "Yes, you're going to have to evict them." So I had to evict tenants who never showed up to get the keys.
because we had a signed lease. If I had security, and I was out that money for, I mean, the eviction process took three, four weeks. I was out that money because there's of non-paid rent. But if I had their security deposit, I could have applied that to the rent they didn't pay. And so that's why it's vital. You do not sign your lease until you get the security deposit up front. And then you do not give keys until you get rent payment for the first month. I know this sounds very basic, but I get called from prospective clients saying, I've got a tenant in my property. I need a mount they haven't paid. I'm like, well, when have they moved in? They're like, they moved in last month. Well, cool. When's rent due? I go, well, I've never paid rent. I'm like, well, then a victim. They're like, well, we don't have a signed lease. Where's your lease? They go, oh, I gave it to them after I gave them the keys and they would just sign it and get it back to him and they never got it back to me. I once had someone call and say, well, I never sent them the lease to sign. And I, I just flat out told her, it's like, you need to call an attorney. No property manager in their right mind is going to touch this with a 10-foot pole because you've never sent them a lease. So you're under no legal requirements to do anything. Now, within South Carolina, your state's probably similar to this. Now, if I sent them the lease and didn't require, you know, I sent them the lease to sign and they gave me the security deposit and then they gave me the rent and I gave them the keys and they never signed the lease and returned it to me. In South Carolina, since that contract, that lease has been performed, both parties are acting as if it had been signed, it's an enforceable lease. But that gets into some, you're going to need some legal maneuvering to make that work. I recommend avoid that potential and just do what I'm recommending and sign the lease when after they give you security deposit. Um, like I said, that can be via electronic signature like DocuSign. I think there's right signature, echo signature. It's another one. Or it could just be a PDF that you email to them, they print, they sign. Never send a Word document ever. I know people who send Word documents to have tenants signed. You know what you can do to a Word document? Edit it. And they can put whatever provisions they want in there. They print it and sign it, send it back to you. You sign it and send them a copy. Now, you just sign some stuff. You have no idea what you signed because they changed some provisions. You didn't think about that. So now you have a legal binding agreement that they modified. So never send a Word document for signature, ever. I don't care what business you're in and who you're doing business with, never. So that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I hope that is kind of clear. So let me, I'm going to recap it kind of quick here. You've approved them. They have 48 hours to sign. Um, you can make it 24, you can make it 72, do whatever you want on that. But I would give them some sort of window in which that they have to act to sign the lease and submit security deposit. And you do not sign the lease until you have security deposit in hand or they've paid it online and it's processing. Now, don't do anything foolish and say, well, now that you've submitted a check, I'm going to wait till it clears. Don't do that. Have your, in working with your attorney, have your lease crafted so that way if the security deposit check bounces or is returned as unpayable, you are able to then void the lease. So that way you're protected and you lock up the lease all in one go around. It makes life nice and easy. And then you require the rent payment before you give the keys. And if you're less than 10 days or whatever you feel is appropriate, maybe for you, you want it all on the front end. You know, you want it 30 days out. You want the whole, 
all the money. That's up to you. You got to feel like what's best for your business and what's the best business practice. To me, I feel like that turns potential tenants away. And so I don't do it. And so because tenants start looking early so they can s spread that cost out over multiple paychecks. And so that's why that's why I set it up that way. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it the property available to the most amount of people as possible. So, um, so like I said, my company, less than 10 days is all do at once. Less than five business, five business days or less, we require cashier's check and cashier's check only for submission of funds. And then moving forward for the rest of the lease, I don't, I mean, checks whenever it doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, we don't have any requirement ongoing when, when it comes to that. And they can pay with a check on the first. That's fine. Um, and then there was one other thing that I forgot. Oh, man. Nope, nope. It's kind of going through my mental Rolodex here. So you've got the lease signed. Yeah, I guess it can't be that important if I forgot it. So, um, yeah, make sure they get a copy of the lease. So that way they have it, you have it. And then, oh, state laws vary on what you can charge when it comes to security deposit. So make sure you're following your state law on security deposit. Some states um, limit it. Some states don't. The state I'm in doesn't limit it. So I can charge additional security deposit in the form of last month's rent. Yours might prohibit that. So you know, make sure you know your state laws. Don't, if you're living in Wyoming or Maine, don't base on legal stuff on what I'm saying in South Carolina. Because um, one, I can't give you legal advice, and two, landlord-tenant law varies from state to state, so make sure um, you follow what's in your state. So I think that's it. Um, as I ramble and think here, yeah, that's it. So if you have any questions about the post-approval, so I guess this is the leasing process. So yeah, so this would be the leasing process with that tenant. If you have any oh. Here's another thing that I forgot. So what do you do about rent? They want to move in on the 15th. And so do you make rent due the 15th every month or do you prorate that first month? My rec now you can set it up however you want. It's common that rent's due on the first, but you can set it up however you can make rent due on the 19th if you want, if that's what works for you and the tenant. You can make that agreement however you want. Um, but just for simplicity's sake, like with my management company, it's hard, like we wouldn't, we just can't juggle and, and track um, rent due dates that are different in months. So my property management company rents due on the first for every property we manage, no exceptions. We just can't do it. Um, now you can get into some, um, what about uh, there, you know, with, with, with HUD, if there's a reasonable, uh, in ADA guidelines, if someone makes a reasonable accommodation due to a disability, then we'll accommodate that. Um, but that's, that's a, it doesn't apply in 99.9% .9 of scenarios. So rent is due on the 1st for all of our properties. If someone's wanting to move on the 15th or the 10th, rent is prorated for that month based on the number of days that they're in the property. Now, with my management company, if they are there less than five days, they owe the prorated rent plus the entire full rent payment for the next month. And so that way... Um, it's all done at one go round. Now, if they're moving, no, actually, sorry, scratch that. 10 days, 10 days or less. I apologize. 10 days or less. It is the proration plus all the next month. 
Now, if they're moving in on the 15th, we require a full month rent. We require that $1,500 for when keys are given. And then we prorate their second rent payment on the 1st. So when they move in on the 15th, it's a full month rent. And then on the 1st, it's that proration. So that'd be seven. Well, if it's the 16th, it'd be half the month on a 30 month day, 30 month, 30 day month. So they would owe 1750 on the 1st. So if they want to move in April 16th, the prorated rent is 750 on a $1,500 rent. But we're taking 1500 in rent up front because there's a, there's a lot of, yeah, tenant turn costs and, and whatnot. So we want to recoup all that capital up front to pay those bills as quick as possible. And then the tenant pays 750 May 1st. Because, and so we, we take the proration in the first full month rent and we just flop them. We, we just switch them. So that way to the tenant, zero difference in actual financial cost, but to the management company and to the client, they're able to pay, get the capital to pay those expenses from the tenant terms sooner. Because that way, you know, because if someone moves in on, say, the 18th, now you only have you know, 13 days of rent to cover 12, 13 days of rent to cover those expenses. And that might not be enough to, to, to help that cash flow. And so we just re, we reverse those two. If you don't want to deal with that headache, then just do proration is due before they move in. And then first, first full month is due on the first. Um, that's how I used to do it. And then about a year ago, so sometime in 2019, I made the change. And when I did that, it actually helped my clients cash flow significantly. So it's something that we're going to do moving forward forever, unless some legal thing comes around and says we can't. So, um, but again, do what works for you and what's easiest for you. And whatever's written into your lease, we have that written into the lease, into the payment schedule addendum, actually. Um, it's, it's all detailed there um, as to what will occur. And it's all fully disclosed. And so that way tenants, although are always surprised, we go back to this is what you sign. So, all right, that's it. That's the leasing process. Sans talking about what actually goes into your lease. Um, but that, that's the process of the leasing process. If you have any questions, head over to SuccessfulRental.com, sign up for my newsletter, and then respond to that with any questions that you have. Or you can find me on our Facebook page. There's just Google search Successful Rental. Just go to SuccessfulRental.com. You'll find me everywhere from there. I appreciate you listening to this. If your leasing process varies and you think it's better, I'd love to hear it because I'm always looking for ways to tweak and improve my company's leasing process as well. So again, appreciate you listening and hope to hear from you. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Successful Rental Podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to my rantings and ravings on rental properties and property management. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player or jump on over to SuccessfulRental.com to connect with me.